Today, we're going to hear expert advice about how using effective branding can allow companies to launch products with just a handful of reviews and help get your product noticed by big box retailers. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got a serious seller on the line with us today. Manny, how's it going? Good. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, let's hop right into it. We've actually met in person before, but this will be the first time that most of our audience are, are meeting. And I don't know too much about your backstory. I purposely try not to, you know, do research beforehand. Cause I, I like to be surprised with everybody else about, about how cool your origin story is. So let's just start. Where did you grow up? Brooklyn, New York, Brooklyn, New York. What part? It's Williamsburg. So now it's I used to live oh, yeah, sure. very close Brooklyn Heights. I lived for a couple of years. Okay, so we say that Williamsburg is the, is basically the cooler place, you know, out, outside of Manhattan now. There you go. There you go. Now, is it true that, is that the zip code where something crazy like 10% of Amazon sales all come from one zip code in Brooklyn? Or is, is that a true, or is that urban legend? Yeah, I think I think the, the number is that, that circling is 7%, uh, but it's still a huge number. That, that's crazy. That's great. So you grew up in Brooklyn there. Now, are you a pizza fan much? A pizza fan? Yeah, with a lot of cheese. So Giuliana's or, or Grimaldi's pizza? Um, none of those, just because we eat kosher. So ah, we kosher not kosher pizza. over there then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pizza. Well, you take me to some kosher pizza Absolutely. when I go to Brooklyn next. Absolutely. We'll, we'll take you some cool places. Excellent. Excellent. Now, when you were growing up, there in Brooklyn, how did you envision your professional career? I mean, were you one of the kids who wanted to be a firefighter or, or did you already know you wanted to be an entrepreneur at an early age or, or how did that work out for you? Absolutely. So my first business card I had when I was 13 years old, I still have it on my, you know, in my office and I show it uh, to people and I loved creating stuff. So from the early years when kids in my, you know, my, my grade were playing games and car games on the computer. I was creating stuff. I, I had, like I'm the kid with a lemonade stand. Let's put it that way. Love it. Love it. Now, upon graduation of high school, did you attend any college or university? No. Um, I believe that um, once you follow your passion, you're going to learn. I'm a strong believer in education as, as a whole. But mm -hmm. I feel that um, as you grow, you find, what you, you find your passion, you find out what you want to do, and then you learn the skills that you need on the, you know, as you, as you continue to grow. So what was your first like real job, would you say? Sure. So, um, when I was, you know, obviously, um, after I got married, I wanted to start doing something. I, I started off, um, we actually, at that point, it's actually now getting 20 years. Um, I, I felt I had a friend of mine, a partner, still my partner that was in the printing business. And I said, you know what, I see, um, Things are happening online and the future of everything shopping will be online. And we actually opened up a printing website. Um, uh, that was our first gig that we did together. Um, and we, you know, I remember going to my father and, and speaking to him about this idea. And he said, who wants to print off a website? I have my local print shop. I'll go into the print shop. I'll show them what I want. 
And I said, thank you. And then a few days later, a few months later, actually, it was, came back and said, you know, here is the website domain name. If you want to check out my website, I did build a website. And that was the beginning of, of what's now Ptex Group. Okay, so that was, so you, you got into e-commerce right away then? Yeah, so it's obviously not the typical e-commerce that you're seeing today because it's quoting, it's a service business. So people will actually just submit their, their artwork or a request for a quote. But it's still it's still something that it's very you know prominent prominent to our business now. Okay, so at any point as you were you know doing this business with your partner, did you start selling physical products as opposed to just kind of like a service? So um, throughout the years, um, we've been very much involved in different ventures. Within as a company grew, and I'm the type of person that if people come to me for education, people want our expertise in any industry. Um, I would love to learn it. Um, so my first interaction, I know a lot of the listeners are Amazon sellers. My first interaction with Amazon was I started hearing the buzz again and again and again, you know, Amazon, Amazon, people are selling on Amazon. And, and at that point, it wasn't private labels. It was all try, trying to arbitrage or, or just finding good closeouts and putting it out there. And I literally wanted to test the market. I actually went on the first website, which came to mind. I'm, I, I love Staples as a brand. Went on Staples, okay. I saw something on special. I bought 10 printers and I wanted to put it on Amazon. And I remember the first day they arrived to my office and, and one of my employees were asking me, like, are you, are you replacing all the printers in the office? I said, <laughs> no, I actually want to test Amazon because I want to be knowledgeable in that field. And that's how I put it up. I sold it, shipped them out. And then obviously in the last couple of years, um, we've been very much, very aggressively involved with some of our clients on the product branding side. Um, understanding how they're doing it and really in the consultancy side and on the execution, which is the actual work we do for them. So I'm very much involved in seeing what's selling, you know, how people approach their business and what they're actually doing. Okay. So you deal with a lot of Amazon sellers, but other than those 10 printers, I mean, did you ever start like your own brand on Amazon? Private label? We've been involved. We've been involved that, you know, to, to say it, meaning to say we had certain partnerships, which we didn't do the execution. We didn't do the development, but I was involved in every single step of it. And I still am. So okay. I know the all, all the bells and whistles, all the ropes and what people need to look out for and actually how to actually build a successful Amazon sell, um, business. You're, you're kind of like me back in the day before I work at Helium 10, you know, I, 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 I probably had the skill set. I could do my own private label and build a big brand and everything, but I was content with just helping others to do it. And then I still, mm -hmm. you know, uh, maybe the ceiling is not as high, mm -hmm. but cause it's not my own brand, but at the same time, the floor is not as low, you know? Yeah. And I'll, I'll, you know, what I did last year, I felt that, you know, luckily I did it last year or this year, but I actually flew to China. I wanted to see the manufacturing process. So I, when I speak to my clients and I see what they're going through and the challenges they're having, I wanted to see it close up. So I, when we do consulting, I think this is very important. Um, any, any type of service provider, they need to be able to understand this from the client's perspective and what they're actually doing on a daily basis. So they, you know, then it's a, you know, they, the, the consultancy and the advice, it has way more meaning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, th I remember, you know, you've talked to me about this even last year, uh, mm -hmm. that for you, one of your kind of passions is brand building and, mm -hmm. and how the importance of it and, and there's no one exact way to do things. For example, if somebody is just doing the wholesale model of Amazon, obviously they don't have to worry too much about the brand. You know, that's more of the brand owner's, you know, uh, responsibility. Um, mm -hmm. And other times people just might want to just do 
the niche, really niche products that, you know, one-offs like fidget spinners and just capitalize it on it or, or masks, you know, like right now and, and, or, or eclipse sunglasses. Well, yeah, probably is not necessary to make a brand. However, in your experience, I know you've worked with a lot of Amazon sellers who have built brands. And so that that was kind of like what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. So first of all, can you explain just what that means? And we use that term all the time, building a brand, but what is many's definition of what building a brand, first of all, even means? Perfect. Um, I do want to make this introduction because I think this conversation, um, we've had so much content out there and on different occasions, different years, different timings of the Amazon journey, so to speak. I always tell my clients the following when I meet with those people. The first, this is the first statement I always say. If you're looking to capitalize on the Amazon um, um, platform, which means I want to make some quick money, I want to get in there, make some money and maybe take that money, invest it in something else. If, if it doesn't work out long term, then probably you should just learn the algorithm. You, you use the Helium 10 tools, figure it out, find a product and just do it, rinse and repeat again and again and again. If you're looking to build a brand, which means you're seeing for the foreseeable future, this is the market I want to be in. Then this conversation needs to be that I'm building a brand. My distribution channel is Amazon. Because if not, nothing of the, what I'm going to be sharing with you will make as much sense as if you don't have that in, in, you know, in immediate definition between what are you actually doing? Amazon, am, am I an Amazon seller or do I, am I a brand owner with my distribution channel as Amazon? Okay. And what I'm going to be sharing with you now, I'm not sure exactly how much time we'll have, but I'll try to, to, to pack in as much value as I could. And which is called our playbook. We've built now over 200 brands throughout the years. And a lot of them not even never sold on Amazon. And they're all in big box retailers or and 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 you know direct to consumer on, on on B2C. And a lot of them are on, uh, very successful on Amazon. And what we found, what what we do actually, I want to share it with you. So whoever is listening to it should just pay attention to how I de- define a brand. A brand is everything. A brand is not nice packaging. A brand is everything that you know what you get in touch with with your end consumer, which is is the expectations, the memories, the the positioning of what you actually want the person should feel when they come in touch with your brand. And when you build a brand, um, when you do that, automatically everything you do has to sink in. And I, what I like to say is when you build a foundation of a brand, uh, let's take this typical example that everybody is familiar with, Starbucks. Okay, They sell coffee, which is the cup of coffee still needs to be the product. But the positioning of the brand is all about the experience you have by shopping and buying a Starbucks coffee. Then you have Dunkin' Donuts. They also sell coffee to a certain extent, sometimes even more than Starbucks, but their positioning is all about the convenience. So as soon as you have that positioning, it turns everything, what products, what price price point you need to be, what type of marketing initiatives you need to do. Yes, of course, you're gonna take money from any any customer who walks into your store, but how do, who do I need to make sure that they are pleased? Who do I need to make sure that I need to keep the momentum going in brand loyalty with? Those are the people that actually fit with my, with my positioning. So that's the foundation of every brand. So it's kind of, this kind of has to be kind of decided upon maybe even before you, you source your product because your brand is going to guide that process then, right? 
Yeah. So so um, we could speak about the six, and then we could we then we could come back to dis- discuss like a, as a listener to the show, if somebody's already selling on Amazon, how they could actually apply it, even if they already uh, at the ah, later okay. stage in the process. But let's f- first speak about branding in general, which is the first thing is finding your purpose, which is the foundation of your brand. The second step is the identity. Now, identity means that you know every touch point with your brand, which is you know your logo, your packaging, your ident- your your patterns, your fonts, everything you do, your photography, everything you do on a visual perspective needs to match up. And what, the problem, what I see a lot with brands is they could they have that purpose and they have that passion, they have that foundation, but then they go to a, a graphic designer to do um, you know just nice packaging for them, and then there's a huge disconnect. If the positioning is you want to be in the pro line and you want to be something, you want to be really a hip brand or you want to be a mommy brand, whatever you want to be, what the purpose is and what you're solving, it needs to match up with your identity. And when you build out the identity, think don't think singular. Don't think about one piece. I'm just doing my packaging. Think about every touch point you're going to have with your client. So that's from your packaging, insert cards. Um, it could be your website. It could be um, your social media, eventually it's even an email confirmation on, a, on an order or even the Amazon follow-up emails, whatever it is, you have to you have to sync it up. So your identity has to be synced up. That's number two. Number three, on every brand, which is called activation, launching your product. And this is where I see a lot of, and I, I could actually go back a little bit to the Amazon sellers, which I see so many times that there's a disconnect. People don't realize you got to have a very strong launch strategy. And launch strategy not so much about the algorithm of Amazon and what you give away, um, what you're going to be doing on the giveaway. It's also, what do I want to see? Like almost like a strategy for the next six months. Do I want to be wide or deep? Do I want to have multiple products? Do I want to have less products? Do I want to be on one marketplace? Do I want to be multiple marketplaces? The reason why it's important to have that understanding prior to even whatever brand you're launching, because your decisions will depend on it. Your success will depend on it. And if you're just winging it, doing one piece, let me try a product and come back to another product. Then again, if you're, you're not building a brand, you're actually doing, you know, just testing the market. But if you're coming in with a strong brand, which you have the solid foundation, you have the identity build out, you want to have a launch, uh, a activation strategy. And then comes digital activation. Specifically, if you have an e-commerce website or an Amazon listing. Now, Amazon, you know, we have so many, so many great podcasts on your show that you had uh, episodes that you had where people were speaking about your actually listing. Amazon is not giving you so much good real estate if you're a brand owner. Use your images wisely, which is it's not only about product features and benefits. Speak about your brand story. Speak about the passion. Why? Because yes, you're making a single a singular purchase, but you want to be able to convince the buyer to buy from you versus somebody else. You want to show that I'm passionate about the exercise industry. I'm passionate about my kitchen gadgets, whatever it is. And you want to be able to show, I'm, I am the choice. You could do that with your images. You could do that with your copy. Yeah, of course you need to speak about the keywords and you have to speak about the features and the benefits, but speak about the brand as a whole in, as well. And then the same is with the EBC and storefront. Now you have the capabilities of having this all built out and use it to your advantage and share a story, tell a story. And the reason for that is we have seen customers of ours, clients of ours that build brands. They might have maybe three reviews and they're still starting to get 10, 15, 20 orders per day for new products. And the reason is because the customer gets to the to, to the listing, all of a sudden sees 
that this is a, you know, this sounds like a very, you know, a trusted brand because I'm seeing they're paying attention to all the details that a brand that I'm used to seeing from a successful brand. Now, most people are satisfied on the sale on Amazon. Now, that's fine. That's what your, your goal is, the immediate goal is. But in order to really build a brand, you want to build brand engagement. That's where you follow them up. You follow up with email marketing, which you could do, you know, within terms of service, even the basic templates that you're sending out for reviews. Don't speak just about the review and just take that template, match it up to your identity, match it up to your purpose and your foundation and share that story. So all of a sudden the person connects to you again. And then there's different ways that you could do where you could upload those, those information to Facebook or try to match it up. And now follow them on Facebook, give them, you know, create that community around your product. And that's where you could do this through um, email marketing. You could do this through insert cards. There's so many different ideas you could use on insert cards. We, we don't deliver any single brand without a strategy for the insert cards. Why? Because that's your opportunity with the unboxing experience. When you do that packaging, you're opening up the package. So brand engagement is social media, email marketing, and anything else. And then sometimes it's influencer marketing. You want to build out that strategy. Last but not least, which we see so many people just ignoring, it's called evolution. Optimize for progress. This is a stage where every few months, at least at least twice a year, you got to reassess your brand. You got to see competitive landscape updates. Maybe there's competition that came in that you didn't know about. Industry reassessment. Maybe the purchasing habit changed in your industry. And all of a sudden you're seeing sales going down but you're not realizing it. Product expansions. If I already have loyal following and loyal buyers on this particular product, what is my potential expansion of products? And last but not least, new sales channels. How could I expand what's already working, double down on that, and then slowly but surely expanding, which goes back to the launching new product activation strategy to bring them all together. Now, we, we had talked about, you know, in, in the first step, it, it almost sounds like something that needs to happen before you even you know, start, you know, sourcing your products, but you also mentioned that there's cases where, you know, somebody could have already just launched, maybe not thinking of building a brand. They, they just white labeling a product or, or, you know, they just stuck their sticker on something, but at that point it's not too late to start the brand. So how, how does that work if they've already have a product and they never really gave thought to doing a brand and so, 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 so what, what we call is we call them growing brands. So we, we look, we work with emerging, growing and established brands. And we have a lot of our clients, which are in the growing stage, which means they've been successful on Amazon for a couple of years, but maybe the landscape has changed or there's competition, more competition coming in, or maybe the strategy is taking it off Amazon and going to big box retail where you have to have a, a more stronger brand identity, a, a strong purpose, a stronger brand purpose. So what we take at that point is we have to be able to, ex, you know, basically extract that purpose and that foundation and give you the personality with what you got. So sometimes it will mean um, certain products won't fit into your brand uh, lineup from, from here on. But sometimes we need to find that common denominator. What is the common denominator between all your products? And let's figure out what sets you apart. So... There is probably something already there because otherwise you wouldn't be able to compete with what, what with the other sellers already on Amazon. So if you're serious about building out your brand, it takes the commitment because you might then at that point start really, um, you know, zooming into some products and then letting go of others. 
But at one point, we have to find that common denominator, what sets you apart and what's your unique brand messaging that we could really double down and expand across all your products, across all your touch points, every piece of communication and so on and so forth. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Now, is there something like that somebody can just ask them, like do a self questionnaire, like, Hey, is a brand the way to go for me? Because like I said, in the beginning, I, I know there are cases where it's probably not best to, to invest in a brand. Like for example, the solar eclipse glasses is only going to be, you know, uh, a one month thing and then probably won't come around for another couple of years or something. But it, just in generally speaking, what can somebody, how can somebody do a self analysis to know if, if, building a brand is really the direction they should take. Perfect. So it goes back to the, the following. What are you planning to do long-term? Meaning to say, what is your strategy? And I think so many people just jump into stuff. And actually Amazon made it years ago when, when we, people started to, to jump on the, on the Amazon bandwagon. And they made it pretty easy. You, get, you went to Alibaba, you copied the product, you got a sticker, you put it on and you sold it. It's becoming harder and harder. Let's not kid ourselves. We all know that. And the reason for that is because we're getting, uh, you know, sliced and diced from all sides, from the fees, from the competition, or even uh, U.S. sellers coming in, which way more focused, way more developed brands and so on and so forth. So to answer your question directly is ask yourself the following question. Am I in this for the long run or am I just testing something? And if the answer is I want to do this long term, then you want to have a solid foundation. Because long-term could mean a couple of things. Long-term could be Amazon long-term, could be eventually B2C, my own website, could be brick and mortar, you know, could be big box retailers. But when you get to a big box retailer, and, I, and I could, I, we have a lot of clients that are in big box retailers at today, and you want to be able to speak the language. If you're sitting with a target buyer, if the only reason they should take you is because I want to diversify, I don't want to only sell on Amazon, they're not taking mm. your product. But if you could say, look, this is who we are as a brand. These are, this is the client persona. We fit exactly your target market. We also have cool products, which we could be easier on the, you know, people will have more choices, less choices, whatever your, your positioning is at that point. And then all of a sudden, you're speaking a language that the buyer wants to hear. Because now you're speaking, you're also marketing to the same target market that we're marketing. So why shouldn't we do business together? Excellent. Excellent. Now, what are some examples, you know, I, anybody who always talks about different strategies and especially those who, you know, like agencies who, who deal with many sellers, they usually have some good examples, but, but, you know, you don't have to mention names or, or companies or products or anything, but maybe some of your previous or current clients, like what, what's a cool example you could give of, Hey, you know, somebody came to you, maybe they, they didn't really pay much attention to their brand and, you know, they were doing okay. They were selling a million dollars a year, but then, you know, you worked over six months to build up their brand image and now they're making 5 million or, you know what I'm talking about, just some yeah. story like that to really illustrate what kind of impact, you know, focusing on your brand can have on, on your business. Sure. So I'll give you a couple of examples without, like you like said, like without, um, um, you know, mentioning names. We sure. have a brand that somebody is selling in the in the cookware line, and actually, the client came to us that they want to build a brand in this in the space, and they already were successful on Amazon in selling. But they felt that if they want to do something long term, they gotta get you know the branding in place. And then, as we were working and we were debating about the name, they actually said, "You know what? If we're going to invest, let me do a side by side comparison. Let me actually build a totally new brand, the same product line." new name, everything else, 
and let me leave what's already working, what's there. So I don't have to um, dismantle everything that's there. Now, our comparison is showing that the new brand um, is selling about 25% higher price margins and not losing a single sale. Actually, um, certain months even um, doing more sales than the first brand. And, and what it comes to show is that people are willing to pay for a quality product. Sometimes the quality can only be shown with a strong visual brand around it. So when you open up a, um, a pay, um, an Amazon listing page, or if you, lo- if you, if you look at um, an Amazon um, search result page, you might see both of the products, which is competing neck on neck on some of the keywords. And, and even if it's not the first on the page, it's only the fifth on the page and his other product is even is, um, higher up, he will sell more from the branded image, which is the branded um, listing on not only more pieces, but even more on, on, on higher margins. Now, that's not always the case, but that's a, as a case study, we like to, I want to demonstrate that. The other thing is what we see, um, which this is almost all the time, which is, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. most people speak about um, you know, reviews. You know, you can't launch a product without reviews. You can't launch a product without reviews. We just, we have clients. We have a client that's um, launched uh, close to 10 new products. I don't remember the exact number um, in, the, in Q4. And it, till almost like the end of Q4, he, all of his products had less than five reviews. And he was selling between 20 and 30 a day per. And, and what, it, what it comes to to show is when you have a strong brand, you're able to overcome a lot of that hesitation, which most people come, you know, used to come over, you know, overcome with reviews because it sounds like a solid brand. They just launched a new product. But I, if I look at the storefront, I, I see this is a, a brand that I could trust. If I want to look them up on Google, I find a website that, that has that brand messaging. I find them on social media. So when you look at going back to what I started, which I said that if you're looking at, I'm building a brand, my distribution channel is Amazon. Now those things to spend extra money and effort on those managing my social media, maintaining my, my email list, maintaining my website, even if it's not for the sales, but it's just a showcase for even the Amazon seller that I'm successful, that, that this is, a, this is a, a solid brand, somebody that captures this market, and this is what we do all day long. Um, from from a brand from a brand perspective, so that would be a, um, a second case study where where when when it's something that challenge that people have, and then last but not least is we have brands that were three or four months on Amazon and they were approached by big box retail buyers. I see you have a solid line of items on Amazon. Looks like a brand that we would love to work with, and let's start the conversation. I once was at an event where the CEO of um, Costco spoke. And he spoke about branding and marketing. And then one of the Q&A questions at the end, somebody asked him the question about, what do you know about branding? You know, you just take a warehouse with, uh, with, cheap, product, uh, with, products, uh, with cheap, cheap pricing and everybody comes and buys. And he answered, you know how much time, money and effort we put in it should look like a warehouse? And it, mm. was, it was so brilliantly said because people think they come in, every Costco looks the same. That's their yeah, positioning. Yeah. Therefore, the visual identity is matching up to that positioning every single time before they open a store. Yeah, and even though that's you know completely different ballgame, the same principle applies to selling physical products, whether it's on Amazon or just anywhere else online. 
you know, you want a consistent feel where, where somebody doesn't even have to think about it. It's just like, it's almost subconscious where you expect a, a certain feel from, you know, from, from a, from a brand. And, and I think that can definitely help a lot of, of sellers who are building the brand. Now I want to get into a, a specific tip uh, in a second from you, like what we call the 30 second tip of something that you can give in 30 seconds or less. But before we get there, lately I've been playing this game with our our guests and we call it the search volume game. All right. Now, almost every time they don't get a hundred percent right. And I actually like that. So there's no pressure here. I actually want you to, to, to miss them. And because the point that I make with this is, is how just like, you know, in branding, studying your customer avatar is very important mm-hmm. and not just relying on what you like, you know, like I'm sure you just, you don't let your, or you don't, you know, say to your clients like, Oh yeah, th- this is exactly what I what I think, and this is exactly how it has to be. You know, you guys do market research, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So similarly, when people are selling on Amazon, we can't just think that, hey, the way that I search or the way that that makes sense to me is necessarily going to, you know, reflect the the way that the customers search or the way that the customer is looking for. So how I illustrate this is I give the guest three keyword searches. These are keyword searches on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And then using Helium 10 Magnet, I've gotten the estimated search volume in the last 30 days. And so what you have to do is try and match which keyword goes to which search volume. And and a lot of the times it's a trick, you know, like the ones I find are, it seems to defy logic, but you know, the numbers don't lie. So the three keywords I'm going to give to you search terms are, let me pull it up here. Okay, here we go. They are going to be, Kosher, kosher salt, kosher cookbooks. All right. These are three searches on Amazon. Now the actual search volume from most to least, and I'm not going to tell you which is which, obviously one of these three keywords is searched for 11,000 times a month on Amazon. Another is searched for only a thousand times. And another one is searched for less than a thousand, about 700 times a month. So which one do you think is which? The three again are kosher, kosher salt, and kosher cookbooks. I think the 11,000 is kosher cookbook. Okay, keep going. There's two others. And then we have kosher salt getting the second one and kosher getting the last, the least. Kosher getting the least. All right. So here it is. You, you actually got them mixed up. All right. So here it is. And this is what I love. I just love this because every, I mean, I think out of all the times I've done this, only one person got them right, but this really, really, I mean, obviously you are an expert in, in things that are kosher and maybe the way that you search mm-hmm. is not the way that another person might be searching for this. So the number one word here mm-hmm. for Amazon is kosher salt. 11,000 times oh, a wow. month people are searching for kosher salt. And kosher is actually number two with only 1,000. And that kind of makes sense because usually if you're searching on Amazon, you don't type in such a vague keyword, you know? Correct, correct. I was thinking maybe you were going to pick just kosher, you know, as the number one, because a lot of times these vague keywords are the ones that are kind of most most commonly searched. And then kosher cookbooks was the the least amount at only 682 estimated searches. So for those listening, maybe you want to get into the kosher salt business. Yes. Hey, that, that, that's what, that's what, I, that's what I'm seeing right there. Well, only around a thousand competing products, kosher yeah. salt there. Find, find a factory guys. Uh, All right. Now uh, cool. let's, let's get back to more serious things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the serious sellers podcast for not all fun and games here. Mm-hmm. Now you've given us a lot of tips and, and strategies about branding. Uh, I love that. That six, six bullet point list there that you gave the very important information, no matter if somebody's doing e-commerce or, or building a, a business off of Amazon. But what is something that 
that you could tell us that it's, it has to be 30 seconds or less that you think is really valuable, a great tip. It could be about branding. It could be about kosher pizza in Brooklyn. I mean, whatever you are an expert in, what is something that you can give our listeners in 30 seconds or less? This is our, our TST section of the show. I would say don't underestimate the value that great customer service does for your brand. Um, and we see this with Amazon sellers all day long where they'll, they might nitpick on a return. They might nitpick, uh, nitpick on, on trying to get away without, uh, rep, uh, you know, um, you know, giving, sending you a replacement product, but what that good review, what that good positive social media post could do from that client, if you're going above and beyond, will do wonders for your brand. Excellent. That's good. That's great. That's great advice. Are you planning to go to any conferences this year? I can maybe see you at. Sure. I'm going to be at Prosper Show. Um, so okay, I'm going to be perfect. there um, and I'm going to be speaking on this topic at length. I'm also going um, um, to JCon. I'm going to, I think it's called um, White Label. Um, yes. Is that one? And not 100% confirmed, but uh, my team wants I should be there. So I'll see if it's going to work with my schedule, but Prosper for sure. All right. Awesome. I'll, I'll see you there. Now, if people want to find more information about branding or to reach out to your firm, how can they find you on the internet? Perfect. So first of all, personally, I, I love sharing a lot of content and they could, uh, the best way to reach me is on LinkedIn. Many with an E is M-E-N-Y-H-O-F-F-M-E-N. Search me and follow and connect. And I love to, and I love to connect and, and, and share some content. If you want to learn more about what we just discussed on this podcast, head over to ptexgroup.com slash PB for product branding, P-T-E-X-G-R-O-U-P.com slash PB. On this page, I have two offers for your listeners. One is you could scroll down to the, the bottom of the page and you could download our seven simple ways to build your product brand on Amazon and beyond free of charge, which is an ebook where you could actually follow on a lot of the practical tips, how to implement what we just discussed. If you're serious about taking your brand to the next level, there's also opportunity to schedule a free brand audit. So on the same page, ptexgroup.com slash PB, you have a link, schedule your free brand audit. It's asking you a couple of questions and gives you direct um, access to my calendar to schedule a in-person or a remote meeting with me to actually discuss your brand. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us and we've seen you hopefully soon at one of these conferences. Thank you for the opportunity. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. 